The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Space. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we are starting our semi-final round in our 2022 patron tournament. Adam, could you give us a breakdown of how the Quado finals went? Absolutely. There was a lot of fun happening in the Quado finals to start things off. Drew Bucksbaum took down Australian Frankie Mitchell, and then Eric Ede beat his fellow benchwarmer, Josh Bomback. And on the bottom half, Jeremy Goodson took down the uh, second place from last year's tournament, Josh Wenrick. So Goodson continued. And in a, I would say, a bit of an upset, uh, Michael Turner took down Dan Lumberg in a very tight match. So this was a lot of fun in the Quado Finals. So the winner of this match will be taking on the winner of the Jeremy Goodson Michael Turner uh, semifinal. I was gonna say I want to play. Uh, I want to play. I want to play Goodson, but I don't know if he's getting out of Turner. Turner's tough. Turner is very tough. Yep, but Good Goodson, he is no Correct. slouch. That's for sure. In one corner. You won't find a more loyal friend than this guy. He's devoted, dutiful, and trustworthy. It's True Blue Drew Bucksbaum. Oh, you were just looking for rhyming words. You don't believe any of that <laughs> stuff. Sorry, stuff. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Drew, would you mind the folks at home a little bit about you? Uh, sure. I'm Drew. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, I, too, run one of these trivia podcasts called Nerd Off. Uh, it's fun. I was actually just finishing editing an episode before coming on here with these guys. Um, but, yeah, I just love trivia. So as much as these guys will let me on here, here I am. All right. In the other corner, you won't have to tell any tall tales about this heroic legend. It's epic Eric Eid. Eric, welcome back to the show. Remind the folks home a little bit about you. Uh, my name's Eric Eid. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my time after this tournament is over. Um, it's, I might have to just start another podcast. Um, I'm one of one, one 80th of bench warmers. Um, I think there's, we're coming up on our 90th soon. We're always looking for people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I will be sad when this is over, if it's today, if it's whenever. So, all right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I of course want to know our contenders just a little bit better. 
And Drew, I know you are a big Batman fan. Uh-oh. So, gentlemen, I want to know, what is your favorite Marvel superhero that's not Deadpool? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to pass. I don't, ugh. You're going to have to name someone, right? otherwise you automatically lose I know. this coin toss. Well, I always lose these. No matter what my answer is, it's not lined up with these gentlemen. Um, uh, it has to be a hero. Is that, is that what we're going with? It has to be one of the heroes. All right. Yeah, I said superheroes. So yeah. Let's just All right, so I, I got Helps. mine. I got mine, just based on non-movie stuff. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Doctor Strange. It's just, I love uh, Mr. Cumberbatch, so anything he does, I'm a big fan of. All right. Fair enough. Um, where to go with this one? If I was my child, I'd answer Spider-Man. Uh, but I'm not my child as much as I do love Spider-Man. Um, I might honestly have to go Wolverine on this one. As a kid growing up watching the X-Men cartoons, I loved, I loved, loved, loved Wolverine. But then, you know, Hugh Jackman bringing him to life on screen is just probably one of the most consistently good uh, on-screen characters for a comic book adaptation. So I'm going to go Wolverine. Uh, both good choices. I did like uh, both adaptations to film, um, but when it comes to actually reading the comics, I read a lot of Wolverine. So I'm going to have to give it to I finally win one of these. All right, Drew, what category would you like to start us off in? I'll take food off the board. All right. And we're going to start in the 90s. All right. Created in 1996 by Tony Abu Ghanem in San Francisco, what cocktail transports you with Captain Morgan spiced rum, orange curacao, and lemon sugar, garnished with a cinnamon sugar rim? Can I get the little recipe there one more time? <laughs> Captain Morgan spiced rum, orange curacao, and lemon sugar garnished with a cinnamon sugar rim. I got no idea what drink this is. I'm not great with rum drinks. Um, transports you. Transports you. Uh, the pirate ship. The pirate <laughs> ship is incorrect. Eric, can you steal? Only thing I can think of that's transporting is, uh, and I think it's a drink. I don't know who made it. It's a cable car. Cable car is correct. Uh, well, I was hoping the clues of transports and San Francisco would get you. That's oh. true. I missed that part. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, you got the steal, and you get to pick your next category. Uh, let's go with toys and games. Toys and games. And it's the 50s. Yikes. Respond, if you please, in French. And name this 1958 board game that was promoted as 3D Scrabble. Two players spelled words using cubicle tiles with letters in an upright grid board. Read that one more time for me. Respond, if you please, in French, and name this 1958 board game that was promoted as 3D Scrabble. Two players spelled words using cubicle tiles with letters on an upright grid board. I'm going to have to pass. All right, Drew, can you steal? <sighs> um, so respond if you please in French. RSVP, respondez s'il vous plaît. Um, 
So I'm trying to decide whether the game's called RSVP, the game's called Responde. I'm not sure where we're going here. Um, I'm just going to go uh, Responde. Responde is incorrect. <sighs> you should have gone with your first instinct. It was RSVP. RSVP. Never heard of it. Don't worry. It was just my knowledge of French, not my knowledge of toys and games. Um, let us go. You know what? Let me take a shot at sports and try to take it away from a bench warmer before it's just a gimme to him. It's a smart tactic. And we're back to the 90s. All right. I got a chance. Carla Overback, Michelle Akers, and Mia Hamm were key members of what 1999 championship team? Uh, that would be the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, the the Olympic Soccer Team. No, no, it's not an Olympic year. It's not an Olympic year. That's a World Cup year. Sorry, sorry, that's a Women's World Cup year. It's an odd year there. Yeah, it was the U.S. Women's World Cup team. <laughs> you, you got it right in right before I was about to. Yeah, I realized very quickly that '99 was not an Olympic year. 2000 was. Who <laughs> right. skin of your teeth? All right, Eric. You know, I saw John opening his mouth, and I'm like, wait, don't say it. <laughs> Eric, what would you like? Music, please. Okay. And we're staying in the 90s. All right. This is a finish the lyric question. I'm going to read a lyric from a 1990 song by the band Go West, and you must give me the final four words. I'll get over you. I know I will. I'll pretend my ship's not sinking. And I'll tell myself I'm over you because I'm the. So I, I've told you before that you, you the, the one question you asked is probably my favorite question of all time. I think you've trumped yourself because this is probably the most played song on my iPad. Um, it's uh, because I'm the king of wishful thinking. King of wishful thinking is correct. Great song. I mean, I guess I was the king of wishful thinking, hoping you'd get that wrong so I could steal it, but uh, <laughs> it didn't happen. All right, Drew, where to go here? Let me uh, let me take a crack at literature. You I'm can. sorry, you're gonna have to pick again, and we don't have that category. <laughs> that would work for me. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to be taken. Well, literature is the category, and we are staying in the '90s. Oh, Thanks. okay. What 1996 nonfiction book by John Krakauer tells the story of Chris McCandless, a middle-aged suburban boy who gave up his comfortable, privileged life to hike into the Alaska wilderness where he met his tragic end? What was the year? 1996. 96. I haven't even the shadow of a clue here, so I'm just going to pass it so I don't you know, say something that triggers anything. All right, Eric, can you steal? Uh, I don't want to mess up the words. I something wild i'm gonna say into the wild into the wild is correct yep yep good grab it, one of my absolute favorite books it's fantastic that would have been my wild ass guess if i had <laughs> taken a crack at it but i'm like i know wild is gonna be in there somewhere and i don't want him to pick up on wild and run with it damn all right uh all right Eric, you got the steal, and you get to pick a category left. We have movies, TV, news and politics, fashion, and slang. No way it stays in the 90s, right? Let's go TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to roll again because it fell off my desk. 70s. All right. 
This question is brought to us by Jody Steele. Nice. Steve Martin worked as a writer from 1972 to 1975 on what CBS comedy variety show hosted by a famous husband and wife duo? Read that one more time. Steve Martin worked as a writer from the 1972, oh, sorry, from 1972 to 1975 on what CBS comedy variety show hosted by a famous husband and wife duo? The only husband and wife I can think of is, I'm going to say the Lucy and Desi show. The Lucy and Desi show is incorrect. Drew, can you steal? Is that the Sonny and Cher show? I need you to be more specific. Ah, crap. Um, Sonny and Cher Variety Hour. Sonny and Cher Variety Hour was so close. You were one word off. It is the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour. Ugh. All right. As we get closer to the championships, I don't know about Adam. I'm getting a little bit more picky about my Listen, it has a specific title, you know. And she did... She didn't ask for the name of the husband and, and, and wife. She asked for the specific name of the show, yeah. so I had to be a little bit better yeah. there. You're good. All right. Uh, I believe we're to Drew. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, uh, let me roll movies. Okay. And it's the 50s. Oh, boy. <laughs> Say goodbye to this 1957 film starring Mar- Marlon Brando and Miko Taka about an American Air Force fighter pilot during the Korean War who falls in love with a famous Japanese dancer. Well, since you said say goodbye, I don't know that this is a film. I'm just going to say sayonara. Sayonara is correct. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> All right. Back to Eric. Let's do uh, uh, slang. Okay. And it's the 80s. All right. And this question is brought to us by Nick Groves. This 80s slang term, literally meaning long, round, and hollow, was used to denote something awesome. Tubular. Damn it. (laughs) Tubular (laughs) is correct. You know, your thinking face constantly makes me think I'm going to have a shot at a steal. (laughs) I second guess every thought that crosses my mind, so... I'm seeing that, and they're all right thoughts. I'm just like, oh, here's my... Nope. From doing trivia as long as I have, is uh, we always say like that my team and I will be sitting there like, the, if it's the first thing that comes to your head, there's got to be a reason. It's accurate. All right, Drew, all we got left is news and politics and fashion. We're going to go uh, news and politics. Okay. And it's the 80s. In the 80s, eight countries earned their full independence from the United Kingdom. Name two of them. I hate you. Name two. Okay. This is the 80s. The 80s. What the hell did the UK still have in the 80s? Oh, man. I'm going to look stupid here. I got nothing. I'm passing this, believe it or not. Here's 10 points. (laughs) All right, Eric, can you steal? Probably not. Uh... At least I'm not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> I am here with you. <laughs> okay. Jamona. Oh, I'm going to kill myself for this. Oh, boy. Um, Please don't do you that. Know. Is that. Does that <laughs> count as a forfeit? Right. <laughs> you, you win if that happens. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't even. Yeah. I All pass. Right. Literally everything I can think of was before right. the 80s. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Adam, do you want to take a shot? Uh Canada and Jamaica. Uh-huh. Canada was one of them. 
Ah. So. Canada, 1982. The other ones were Brunei, St. Kitts and Nevis, uh, Belize, Antigua and Barbuda, Zimbabwe, New Zealand, <laughs> and Australia. Ah, man, I was going to say. I could have sworn New Zealand and Australia were well before the 80s. I would have just. Not yeah. right. they, they had like conditional, like they ran them, but they were not fully. They, they had to ask for full independence, and that happened in the 80s. All right. Honestly, I thought that one was going to be a gimme. <laughs> All right, we got fashion left for Eric. Adam, uh, what's our cat- or our decade going to be? I'm on fanny packs. Our decade is going to be the 90s, lots of 90s this half. What fashion subculture in the U.S. was associated with the alumni of old private Northeastern secondary schools? The term was used to denote a person seen as characteristic of a student or alumnus of these schools. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What is incorrect? Now Drew gets the. Qu- no, wait, no. One more time. Go ahead. What fashion subculture in the U.S. was associated with the alumni of old private Northeastern secondary schools? The term was used to denote a person seen as characteristic of a student or alumnus of these schools. Preppy. Preppy. Is correct. You did it to me again. I'm like, yay! He doesn't know. <laughs> I just thought Saved by the Saved by the Bells. There's something in my head. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. All right, that was the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? It is. It's a good little lead, but anything can happen in round two. Eric has fifty. Drew has twenty. <sighs> All right. Well, Drew got to pick first in round one. So, Eric, you're going to get to pick for Drew here in round two. What category do you want to give him? Uh, literature, please. Okay. And it's our first 2000s question. All right. Spending a staggering 58 collective weeks atop the New York Times bestseller list, what 2003 cryptic mystery thriller started a renaissance as the novel with the most weeks at number one of the 2000s? That would be The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code is correct. Do we actually have two actual literature questions today? <laughs> yes. It's unfortunate. Believe it or not, I don't actually have a comic book question on my roster at the moment. Wow. I don't I don't know if I wanna, you know, advance. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Sometimes I like to keep you guys on your game and actually do the thing that we say they're going to do. Uh, all right, Drew, what category do you want to give to Eric? Um, I mean, I think he wants fashion again. He seems so Definitely. confident and comfortable there. <laughs> You've seen my wardrobe. <laughs> and the decade is the 80s. 80s rappers Slick Rick and Rakim were often seen sporting the Swiss brand of shoe wear. Not to be confused with the casino. Swiss shoe brand. Can't think of any pictures of Slick Rick. All right, I'm going to pass. I. Uh... All right, Drew, can you steal? Um, The casino, I think, is what did it for me. I believe it's Bally's. Bally's is correct. Without the casino, great question, because without the casino connection, I would have just been, oof. All right, Drew, you got the steal, All so right. Eric, you got to give him a category. Yeah, let us, uh, let's send him over to uh, Slang. That'd be great, but I believe it is his turn to pick for you. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Crap, I stole. <laughs> not, yeah, whoops. Uh, let's give him Slang. <laughs> maybe i was just trying to trick you mind games eric mind games the decade is the 90s we're getting tons of 90s questions i'll take it it's not helping me but i'll take it 
Do you want to know what the hot gossip is? Dial this number. Well, it's not one nine hundred mix a lot. Um, giving you a giving you a hint there. It's not one nine hundred mix a lot. Um, I don't think it's eight six seven five three zero nine. Well, I mean, if you want the if you got want the gossip, I mean, you ask people what's the four one one. But I mean, if you dial that, you're going to get you know the actual information. I'm just going to say four one one. Four one one is correct. All right. All right. What category do you want to give to Eric? My mind game is paid off there. Uh, let's give him a TV. Okay. And the decade is the seven. Nope, 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 nope. Reroll. <laughs> Jesus, the decade is the 90s. <laughs> what is the name of Mulder and Scully's supervisor on the X-Files? I always hated it when Superintendent Chalmers yelled at him. Skinner? Skinner is correct. Skinner! Had to, had to add the clue. Had to add the clue. <laughs> Walter Skinner was the correct answer. All right. Eric, uh, left we have movies, music, toys and games, sports, news and politics, and food left. What do you want to give to Drew? Uh, news and politics, please. Okay. And it's the 2000s. What were the three countries that George W. Bush proclaimed to make up the axis of evil? <sighs> See, the problem is I know two off the three for bad. I'm debating on a third, and I can't say crap because there's a steal possibility. Uh, so you're going to have some nice silence here while I'm having this internal debate with myself. You know what's funny is I think I actually just used this question a few episodes ago, but that episode hasn't come out yet, so I'm just going to let it roll. Oh. Uh, it sounded very familiar. I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure this episode was used pretty recently. But yeah, who cares? Well, yeah, it definitely hasn't aired yet because uh, otherwise it'd be fresh in my mind. Um, North Korea, Iraq, and I'm going to say Iran, even though there's a coin flip involved there. North Korea, Iraq, and Iran is correct. Okay. I was like, I don't think it's Afghanistan instead of Iraq, but oh. All right. I believe Drew's picking for Eric. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's uh let's give him music. Okay. And it's the 80s. What music royalty is fi- is featured on Madonna's 1989 track Love Song? I got to I got to flip a coin. I have no idea, but I'm royalty it's either elvis or prince or queen latifah for that matter but i don't think she ever let's go prince prince is correct oh, all right uh who uh, who's picking uh eric is picking for drew he can have food okay i do often <laughs> and it's the 50s oh boy there wasn't food back then something encased in jello <laughs> Despite the name, the first franchise of what fast food restaurant chain was actually opened in Salt Lake City in 1952? Despite the name, I'm trying to think of a city-based franchise. Oh, you know what? There is one I could think of. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken is correct. All right. What category do you want to give to Eric? Uh, Let's give him uh, movies. Okay. And it's the 80s. All right. This is a, a one. I've done questions like this where I said the opening line 
of a movie and you had to tell me the name of the movie. This is the final line. So I'm telling you the final line of the movie and you need to name this 1983 film. My name is Joel Goodson. I deal in human fulfillment. I grossed over $8,000 in one night. Time of your life, huh, kid? This is mine, right? <laughs> Oh, oh God. Uh, 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 risky business. Risky business is correct. Uh, all right. Do we just have we got toys and games and sports left, right? Yep. Yeah, and Eric is picking for right. Drew, and he loves both of these categories. So I'm not sure where, where he's uh, he go. can have sports. Ooh, okay, kind of what I thought you'd do. And it's the fifties. This question is brought to us by Scott Barber. Oh, oh I'm going to kill him. <laughs> On April 25th, 1950, Chuck Cooper made history when he became the first African-American player to be drafted by an NBA team. What franchise drafted, drafted him 13th overall in the second round? I want to kill him. I want to kill him so bad. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say the Boston Celtics and toss that out there the boston celtics is correct <laughs> well then all right sports Woo! you got both of our sports uh questions well the 90s i wasn't too worried about 90s and 2000s 2010s i can handle sports i'm just not good on my history <laughs> mm -hmm. all right toys and games for eric and it's the 70s Using innovative technology at the time, Texas Instruments introduced what educational toy at the 1978 Consumer Electronics Show? It used digital signal processing and synthetic speech to teach pronunciation of words. Read that, read that one more time. Using innovative technology at the time, Texas Instruments introduced what educational toy at the 1978 Consumer Electronics Show? It used digital digital signal processing and synthetic speech to teach pronunciation of words. Is it a speak and spell? Speak and spell is correct. Drew is going wild in the background. Listen, you pulled Celtics out of your... Because every time he... <laughs> yeah. I believe that's called pulling a Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, with his speak and spell knowledge, he just eked out a lead. Eric has 90 to Drew's 80. All right. Well, let's find out what categories are going to be in our final round. Eric, you've got the lead. What category do you want in there? Sports, please. <laughs> All right. And the decade will be our first 60s, oh. finally. All right. And Drew. Um... I don't have a good choice here. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. What decades did we have for food? We had the 90s and the 50s. So that leaves me some good food years, but food's a pretty good category. For, I'm going to take news and politics. Okay. And that decade will be the 90s. <laughs> All right. So based on 60s sports and 90s news and politics, go ahead and write down your bids. All right. I'm in. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and hear the questions. First, your 60s sports question. Peggy Fleming captured the only Olympic gold medal for the U.S. at the 1968 Winter Olympics 
and rejuvenated interest in what sport she became an icon to future champions like Christy Yamaguchi. And your 90s news and politics. In 1990, Sue, the most complete skeleton of an extinct animal, was found in South Dakota. What kind of animal was Sue? All right, I'm locked in on both. Well, I'm going to do my spiel before Eric can say he's also locked in. <laughs> and you guys need to go check out the Beef Up Network, BFOPnetwork.com, for all your nostalgic podcast needs. Beef Up! Are you done? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're, I'm good. The spiel is done. All right. Yeah, I am, good? I am locked in. All right. Let's find out uh, what you guys wrote. Uh, Drew, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions? Oh, I'm a great big behind. Uh, for the 60s question, I went figure skating. And then for uh, 90s news, T-Rex. All right. And Eric? I had the same thing. I had figure skating and T-Rex. All right, the correct answers for 80s sports, Peggy Fleming was a figure skater. And in news and politics, Sue was a T-Rex. So both players are getting their questions right, but it's going to come down to bids. Drew, what did you bid? 12. All right, and Eric? 90. That's what he does. That's what he does. All right, Adam? Tell us what the final score is. With a final score of 180 to 92, continuing on to the finals, the Teddy Duchamp Championship is Eric Eid. Congrats, man. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Eric. Uh, you will see who your competitor is at the end of the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Drew, unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. You made it all the way to the semifinals, so pretty good run. Unfortunately, this is it. Any uh, parting words for us? Uh, it was a great game. I mean, I didn't think I was going to hang in it as well as I did. Um, you know, with the final score there, I knew I couldn't touch him if he went all in, so I had to take the safe route. And, uh, you know, not taking it safe doesn't always work, kids. Just remember that. You, know, you got to take <laughs> risks out there. All right, well, I'm John, and that's Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 